0: Om Sam Saraswati Namaha Namaste Namaste everyone Uh, This evening on page 116 of the book Srima, the Guru and the Goddess we're going to begin with verse 31 of the Guru Gita the song about the Guru Uh, let's review uh, 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 for a moment we've been talking about what a privilege it is to have a body that we can dedicate to the Guru. And if we just have this body which is ultimately the source of all pain and all distraction and all uh, foggy, boggy things, all the nonsense of egotism and attachment, and we're only attached to that body, it's ultimately going to be scattered into ashes. So, why are we cultivating attachment to something that is transient? Why not cultivate attachment to something that is permanent? And that is the soul, and the evolution of the soul. And the guru is the example who shows us how we can cultivate the evolution of the soul. And so on um, verse number 31, she is the cause of climbing above in the tree of the world of objects and relationships, and rescues us from falling into the ocean of hell or the sea of conflict and confusion. And therefore, tasmai shri gurve namaha. Therefore, we bow down to the respected guru. tasmai, therefore, shri the respected Guruve to the guru namaha. We bow down. Now, I, 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 I'm invariably, I, I, he, here he's talking about narnak arnave. Uh, the sea of Narek, of the sea of hell. And we've defined hell as being in conflict and being in confusion. Hell is not a place, it's not a geographical location, it's not something down below, or uh, neither is heaven up above. I mean, these are all poetic uh, statements that try to give a description to it, but Really, the bhavana of hell is to be in this conflict of attachment. And I've got all these attachments, and to which attachment should I give greater allegiance? Uh, Where do I focus my attention? All these things are calling for my attention. Where do I place my attention? And this is the hell being in conflict and being in confusion. So every time we talk about pop, the sin, the sin is to be in hell, and there I have, uh, I've extended my ego and my attachment, my possessiveness, uh, all my possessions, uh, I've extended that to many, many things, and now they're in conflict. And I've created a hell for myself because of my various attachments which are conflicting with each other. So therefore, let's just give you an example. Very easy. I am enamored of commonian and kami. We all are. Ramakrishna told us that was the greatest sin. Is to be... Pulled in the direction of desires and resources by which those desires will be fulfilled. Now, I want to fulfill my desire, but I really don't want to pay. I've got a conflict every time. I would love to have the greatest enjoyment, but why pay retail? Can I get it a little cheaper? I have a conflict between my khamini and my conscience. In fact, it's unconscionable that I am I don't want to pay the full dollar rate. I want to pay a lesser rate and get the most for my least. So I'd like the 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 cheapest and the best. And there's a conflict. And now I am caught in this conflagration of conflicts. Contrast this hell of not knowing which way to go. Do I get the cheapest or do I get the best? And if I get the best, am I getting what I pay for or am I getting something lesser or could I have bought the same thing with the cheaper one or hmm, There's a lot of conflict and I've created this hell of a debate for myself so she is the cause of climbing above in the tree now here you got this tree we talked about in the Bhagavad Gita, the Vanyan tree. Its roots are in heaven, and its branches are on earth. It's the it, it's above the ocean of objects and relations, the samsara, and it it's, it belongs to. If I climb up in the tree, I can be saved from the from the waves of 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 desire, that come to me from being in the midst of all these objects and relationships, and she rescues us from falling into the ocean of hell. That confusion, that conflict, which is uh, uh, born of all my conflicting desires. And tasmai, and therefore, Sri, the respected, Guruve, to that Guru, Namaha, Vipa. The guru is Brahma, the guru is Vishnu, the guru is the Lord Maheshwara. Now, she is Srima, and she's my personal example, and she's the personal mother who takes me across this ocean of worldliness and says, hey, you don't need to be conflicted about all those confusing desires. Just give them all up. Come on with me, you can come with us and be one with the the path of your, your, your... of universality. You can love everyone. You don't have to build walls around yourself. Because you're spiritual, you have to think, I'm segregated from this, and I'm segregated from that. And I'm, I'm defined as different. I'm the chosen one. I'm the, I'm, in some way, I'm a Brahmin. I have a string around my ear, and therefore, I'm different, and I'm better than the others. She says, give up that. Come with me. I will take you to the guru who doesn't bat an eyelash. The guru who is always still. I will take you to the guru who shows you how to harness your creative capacity. The guru is Brahma. I will take you to the guru who tells you how to, to protect yourself in the ocean of circumstance, in this sea of worldliness, he affords protection. I will take you to the Lord Mahishwara, the the great seer of all, the great God of all, into which all dissolves in which all transforms. I've got creation, preservation, transformation. I will take you. I am the guru, you the guru who will take you to the guru who will take you to the guru who will take you to Nirakar Brahman. The guru is Sakshat Parabrahma. Guru Eva only. She is only the supreme divinity. me, therefore, Shri, the respected, good to the Guru, Namaha, we bow down. She is Brahma, she is Vishnu, she is Maheshwar, she is Sakshat Parabrahma, and she is Srima. She is all the links in the chain that take us to the Supreme beyond conception, who actually dissolves the perceivable universe. Just like Siva. And is the bridge across the ocean of objects and relationships? She takes us like a bridge. She made a bridge across this whole ocean of worldliness. Who illuminates all knowledge with great delight? She's got the Bhava. Sri Gurve Namah Shambhavai Namah. We bow down to the respected Guru who exhibits peace, who brings peace to the world. Bhavai, in the world, in, in, she brings the peace. Shambhavai, Prabhavai, Saravidyalang, Shambhavai Guru Namah. She fills this world with peace. Again, a Timirandasya, Ganangela Salakaya, Chakshuru Militangena, Tasni Sri Girve Namaha. She applies the ointment of wisdom. It, actually, we call it the, like the, uh, what do you call it? the eye shadow, and she puts wisdom on your eyes, and the eyeliner, and she lines your eyes so that all you can see, you see through the eyes, ornamented by wisdom. I think they call it collirium. Oh, but we call it, uh, what, mascara and all these other eyeliners. I don't know their names. Uh, but she, she absolutely applies all the wisdom to your eyes so that, that, that we're closed by the darkness of ignorance. She opens them up. Now you're going to look through the eyes of wisdom. <laughs> and therefore, tasmi, shri, the respected gurubay, to the guru, we bow down. You are my father, you are my mother, you are my friend, you are all the gods. <laughs> That's pretty clear. Everywhere you, I look, I find only you. I see in all that are beloved to me, they are beloved to me because of the qualities of your purity, your clarity, your understanding. They are showing to me that same understanding and I see your purity in them and then, therefore they are beloved by me. For the purpose of understanding this world of objects and relationships this whole samudra of the ocean of worldliness. All the objects, all the relationships, me therefore, shri, the respected guru to the respected guru Namaha. We bow By means of whose truth perceivable existence is true. It's your truth that makes it true. I can perceive truth in existence because I know the truth in you. You show me truth and therefore I feel the truth and I see the reality of my circumstances in life by means of whose illumination that, as in kat asi, becomes illuminated. I can only see that eternal principle of supreme divinity, nanda neti I can only perceive that because of your illumination, Guruji, by means of whose bliss all becomes blissful. Therefore, test me. Shri, the respected guru. Good day to the respected guru. Namaha we bow. By whose establishment exists this truth. You have established truth in the existence. You exemplify truth within yourself. You are the Sat. You are the Sat. Chit. By means of your, the, the establishment. If within you, all of this becomes true. By whose illumination is the form of light. By whose love children and all others are beloved. I can't attach myself to anything unless it reflects your purity, your grace. I love my children because they are a reflection of the guru, they're my teachers. How do I exemplify patience, understanding, good teaching, a good example, just like my guru does? Then they are beloved. Otherwise, they're in a, a burden and a responsibility, and gosh darn it, don't bother me now. And I'm tired, and I worked all day, and I'm tired to pop a cold one and watch the boob too. I don't want to deal with children. But if we see the guru existing in the children, and the children are our teachers, and the teachers reflect the spirit of guru, they illuminate the, the illumination of divinity. TASPRI SRI GARIVED NAMAHA We bow down to the respected guru. We are bowing to you, Guruji, by serving our families. We are bowing to you, Guruji, by taking care of our children and educating them and being the examples of what we want uh, them to become. We are bowing to you, Guruji, by observing your truth in the circumstances of life, by observing your illumination in all that is illuminated. We are bowing to you, Guruji, in every action we perform. Tasmi, therefore, Sri, the respected, Sri Girbe, to the respected Guru, Namaha, we bow down by means of whose instigation consciousness illuminates the objects of awareness. You instigate consciousness. Give them a good kick. Get, 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 make that consciousness become aware of all the objects of awareness. While consciousness itself is not illuminated, nothing illuminates consciousness. It is the illuminator By means of which the waking dreaming and deep dreamless sleep and other states of consciousness, the Jagrat Swapna Shushukti and Turiya. Jagrat is waking, I see with my eyes open, I empirically perceive, I grok the presence of this creation. Consciousness is aware. Shvatna means I dream either with my eyes open or my eyes closed. I'm thinking about you. I'm daydreaming about you. I'm putting all these perceptions through my senses into, into common juxtaposition so that I can create images in my mind. And deep dreamless sleep, I just see nothing. And Turiya, I see Sat-Chit-Anam. They are all illuminated by your grace. They are all the illumination from the Guru. They are reflections by whose consciousness itself, by means of which waking Deep dreaming and deep dreamless sleep and other states of consciousness are illuminated, you, Guru, are the consciousness of all. You are the supreme divinity, Guru Sakshat Parabrahma. You are Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva. You are Srima and you are the teacher, you are the example. That's me. Therefore, Sri Girve, to the respected Guru Namaha, we bow down by whose gifts of wisdom and inspiration the universe is not perceived in various divisions. We just see creation. We don't see, okay, that, that's, that, that, this is the Americas, and this is the South America, and that's the Asia, and this is Europe, and this is uh, 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 the various divisions, all the boundaries that we've created, all the distinctions we have defined. We just see humanity. Occupying one planet. By whose gifts of wisdom and inspiration the universe is not perceived in various
1: divisions.
0: There aren't all these divisions. There aren't all these distinctions. We are one holistic spiritual society. Who is the one form of truth of all forms? Ma? The one form of truth, of all forms, satyarup. Tasmani Sri Girve Namaha. Therefore, we bow down to the respected guru. This is very important. One who has an opinion does not understand. One who has no opinion has right understanding. If you have an opinion, that's mon. If you have no opinion, that's buddhi. If you live and dwell in buddhi. If you're dwelling in buddhi, you are perceiving what is being, what is. You're listening to what's being said. You're not thinking about your opinion about what it's about or what it should be or how does this apply to me or how does it work or is this good knowledge or is this bad knowledge? You're just listening to buddhi, to objective knowledge. You've removed all the adjectives and adverbs from the vocabulary of what's being said. One who has an opinion does not understand. This is about grokking. This is about bhava'yit, about deeply, intensely intuiting what is going on, what are the circumstances of life. It's not about intellectually reasoning and thinking and defining and classifying and creating divisions and falling asleep. It's just about being alert and awake and crocking and feeling and bhava'yit. One who has an opinion does not understand They'll put all their, they'll impose or superimpose all of their own attitudes of understanding upon everything. One who has no opinion merely sees. Three men went to evaluate a mango orchard. The first man went through the orchard and he counted how many trees were in in each row and how many rows of trees there were and came up with a total calculation of the worth of the field. The second man counted how many mangoes were in each tree. And he came up with a second evaluation Of the orchard and the two men got together and they compared their evaluations and they said where is our third friend oh there he is he's up in the tree eating a mango (laughs) (laughs) who had the greatest understanding of the value of the orchard one who has an opinion does not understand the guy who ate the mango understood this is a, no, a mango orchard. <laughs> this is a field that we should buy. <laughs> One who has no opinion has right understanding. <laughs> he just jumped in and ate the mango. <laughs> and he knew. When I lived in Bokresh where we had a big mango tree, And underneath the tree, uh, we built a platform, a baby, just like we have at Shiva. Except it it, uh, it was a round baby, and went the entire circumference around the base of the tree. Every night, we would put up mosquito nets. And we would climb under the mosquito nets and go to sleep. Not because of the mosquitoes, but because of the mangoes. When the mangoes would ripen, they'd fall from the tree. And they'd get all caught in the mosquito netting on top. And in the morning, we'd wake up and we'd just reach up on top and pull out a mango. And you you squeeze it a little bit and bite off the end. And then you squeeze it and suck it and you get fresh mango juice squirting into your mouth. Really delicious. We knew the value of the tree. One who has an opinion does not understand. One who has no opinion has right understanding. Deeply intuit the absence of many and various attitudes. Deeply intuit the silence. Deeply into it, the fact that you don't have all this chatter going on in your mind all the time. I don't. I can't hear you. I'm too busy listening to me. There is so much going on inside. I can't possibly listen to what you're saying. There's no time. There's no space. There's no place for your new information. I'm still busy processing the old. That's why they make that sign. (laughs) Because it's just going round and round and round. In the Devi Gita, they said, with the regularity of a water wheel. (laughs) Just goes round and round and round. How can I hear you? How can I see the example of the guru if I'm so busy regurgitating and recogitating the round and round and round of all the information that I previously assimilated. Therefore, we bow down to the respected girl who is the form of the cause as well as the light by which the form of the effect is illuminated. She's cause and effect. And she's the illumination of both. She has given us the cause and she has created the effect. And she has illuminated the effect as well. Who is the form of effect and of cause? She is the form of cause and effect and effect of a cause because the new effect creates a new cause. The perupt the karma. We keep shooting off the arrows until we stop. And she was the cause of our stopping as well. She is the form of effect and cause and cause and effect. and Therefore, Tasne, Sri Gurbay. we bow down to the respected Guru, Namah. This all, I mean all of it, this all appears as various forms. Look at how many forms there are in this creation. All of it. All has various forms. Whereas there is nothing which is different from the Guru. Every one of those forms is just another form of the Guru. It's a form of illumination, it's a form of divinity, it's a form of creating knowledge and inspiration within us. She alone is the manifestation of cause and effect. Tasmi, therefore, Sri Garvey, we bow down to the respected Guru Namaha, by whose pair of lotus feet the heat of conflict is removed. Conflict creates friction. Every time there are two objects in juxtaposition, there is a conflict. All conflict creates friction. All friction creates vibration. All vibration creates heat. Remember Tapasya deva deva to largo ayam. Originally all the gods did tapashya. Taposhi, shanabam, pratishtitam, all that has been created is creating heat, residing in tapasya. It's all purifying itself. Tasmi. Tasmat tapaha sreshta. Tasmat, therefore, tapaha. Do your tapasya and realize the ultimate. by whose pair of lotus feet the heat of conflict is removed. She she removes all the heat of conflict. Always illuminate those feet. Hey Ma! Always illuminate those feet. Hey devotees! Always illuminate those feet. To the respected Guru, Sri Guru, we bow down. If Shiva has anger, the guru can remove it. Whereas if the guru has anger, Shiva cannot. Well, remember the story of Kakushundi, who was always a wise guy and always talking back to his guru and saying, Guru, I don't have to listen to you. I'll do it my way. I don't have to listen to your instruction. I'll do it the way I want to do it, regardless of what you say. And the guru kept saying, my student, my shisha, my devotee, my friend, please, for your own safety, for your own sake, for your own future, please, I'm telling you that manner of behavior by which you will achieve the highest peace. Follow my instructions. And the disciple, that ungrateful, unbalanced disciple, kept saying, no, Guru, I'm going to do it my way. I'm not listening to you. I don't have to clean up my room. I don't have to clean the kitchen. I don't have to do what I said I'm going to do. And the Guru kept saying, please, my disciple, do it the way I show you. That's what makes you a disciple. And one day the disciple was extremely disrespectful and Shiva got mad. And Shiva got mad and he said, I curse you disciple, you'll take 1,000 births in the lowest forms of creation. And remember the guru was Lomash Muni and he sang a great hymn of praise to Shiva And Shiva said, I'm so very pleased with your devotion. What would you like? And the Rishi said, please forgive my disciple. And Shiva said, well, I I gave your disciple a curse because of her constant disrespect. So I can't withdraw the curse, but because of your love and your devotion, I'm going to give her a blessing so that in every birth she remembers the name of Ram. (laughs) And that was the story of Kakfushundi, the wise crow. She became a crow and she flew over Ayodhya and she saw Ram and she memorized the stories of Ram and she always sang the name of Ram. So if Shiva has anger, the guru can remove it. But if the guru has anger, what, is Shiva going to come and sing a praise, a hymn of praise to the guru and say, please forgive your disciple? If the disciple is worthless and doesn't listen and doesn't obey and doesn't try, is Shiva going to come to save, to sing a hymn of praise to the guru and say, all right, please Forgive your disciple. I haven't seen any reference to it yet. So if the Shiva has anger, the guru can remove it, whereas if the guru has anger, Shiva cannot. Therefore, all effort should be made to take refuge in the respected guru. Sharanam. Nitya sweet Gurum Sharanam Vrati. We want to take the ashray, the sharanam. Let us like Ram Krishna Sharanam. Sri Guru Sharanam. Namo Sri Gudabe. Namo Shri Gudabe. Namo Sri Gudabe. Namo, Namo Nama. We bow to you Guru. We take refuge in your Guru. We want to listen to what you say. We want to do what you do. We want to do what you tell us to do. That's what makes us worthy of be called, becoming disciples. So therefore, all effort should be made to take refuge in the respected Guru. Now worship the pair of the Guru's feet with your speech, mind, and illumination of consciousness. She illuminates the various colors, red and yellow, (laughs) indicating the supreme manifestation of Shiva and Shakti, consciousness and nature, She also wears white, which is the absence of all color, the perfection of purity, clarity, no opinion, no prejudice, pandu, clear, perfect purity, clarity, no opinion. And she wears yellow because it's purity and it is good health, it is illumination, and read, she is passionately illuminated. Well, we've gone far enough for tonight. Om sang saraswati Namaha Namaste. Let's see if there are any questions about the verses that we've covered tonight. Yes, please.
1: We have a question from Nanda in Wisconsin. Namaste, Nanda Ma. We're missing you. Mm-hmm. Namaste. We learn from so many people, but what is the definite criteria, the deal-maker criteria, to consider someone as our guru?
0: Nanda, there, there's a love affair. It's beyond logic. It's not a deal. Such a deal. It's not about making a deal. It's about falling in love. Now, I see the example of her behavior, and I say, wow, I'm in love. That's something I want to reflect myself. I'm going to try to make myself into a reflection of that kind of attitude. I want that kind of knowledge. I want that kind of diction. I want that kind of comportment. I want to cook like she does. I want to eat like she does. I want to sing like she does. I want to worship like she does. I want to meditate like she does. I want to live my life with the purity and the clarity. The Swachumba, her rhythm is just so beautiful to me. I'm struggling here. I got the alarm clock goes off. I got to go to work. I got to go see the boss. I got. I gotta go pay the man. I gotta go. I gotta lift up the burdens and and obligations and responsibilities of my life. Mamba, I see her grace and she flows through life. And I just wanna flow through life in the same way. What did she do to get like that? I wanna know. Because I wanna do something similar in my own life. I don't know if there's a deal maker or a, a, any one thing that says, okay, that's the one for me. How is it that we are we see uh thousands and thousands of beings of the opposite sex and suddenly say, that's the one for me. That's my Shiva. That's my Shakti. How is it? It's not an intellectual. Challenge, well, you fit all the criteria, uh, you've passed all the questions, you have all the answers I need. It's something, my heart goes out to that form. That's me. Three, good And therefore I bow down to the respected guru. I don't know if there's one single deal-making criteria, there's one question I could answer that would make me become a better disciple. Srima, or that would make me love her more. There was one thing that she did that I really, really loved. It's all of it. All of it, Nanda, it makes so much sense to me. I can't even consult my mind. My heart knows. So I can't give you the one last deal-making criteria by which you can sign up on the dotted line. You will sign when you feel that this is the bhavana for you. This is the attitude you want to reflect. This is the way you want to worship. This is the tapasya that you want to perform. This is what you understand to be spirituality. There are many others that go walk around the room and spread ashes all over and say, God has come in the form of ash and blessed us with everything that we need. They, that's my guru. Some people are attracted to that. Other people say, hey, I want to do tabashi. I don't need somebody to, to bless me with ashes. I don't need somebody to give me some physical presentation to make me feel that they're in touch with God and therefore I should follow them. I want to follow, my heart wants to follow. Not because I see some manifestation. uh, Some baba was giving out Rolex watches. Okay, I'll follow. (laughs) Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes-Benz? Every one of us has our own criteria, Nanda, and I don't think there's one deal-making idea, one issue in the contract that will make the deal for us. No matter how many declarations we put in the contract, there's always going to be an errors and omissions clause. (laughs) Yes. Question from Sadhana Shakti in Seattle. Yes. Namaste, Sadhana. Namaste, Vivek.
1: Pranam Sriman Swami. We understand that surrender is not an intellectual concept, and yet we can't seem to just surrender. If we do surrender, how will we know, and what does real surrender feel like?
0: Oh, it feels so good. It's that good. It's just really scrumptious. It really, because when we surrender, we offer ourselves in an equilibrium. And what does it feel like to offer ourselves in equilibrium? I'm no longer out of balance. I'm no longer out of control. I'm no longer striving to give myself. I'm not even in charge anymore. You are. We are one. We are one. Thank you, Sri Ma. So it feels so good. And how do you do it? you got to just trust. You have to cultivate the faith and the trust that says, I can let go. I don't have to be in control here. I don't have to be manipulating this situation so that it appears to come to me in the way I want it to come. I'm not going to manipulate my guru." I'm going to go with the flow and surrender and let her guide me. What a privilege it is to be guided by someone you trust. How much love amplifies the circumstance. What a privilege it is to be guided by someone you trust. The love amplifies the circumstance. It just grows and grows and grows until my soul doth magnify the Lord. With a bursting soul, your heart will open. That's sort of what it feels like. And that's how you do it. You put yourself into the bhava of trust. What is she asking from me? All she's asking is all my egotism, all my possessiveness, all my demands to control the circumstances of life so that they're pleasing to me. That's all she's asking. Can I give that up even for a moment? Kala Just for a chana. Just for one little tiny teeny weeny moment that I get to experience what it's like not to be there. I become the witness? I become the shisha? I become the mirror? I become the door of the attitude of the Guru? I become the reflector of the illumination of the Guru who exists in every atom of existence all throughout the creation? That's all she's asking. Can I put myself into that state of equilibrium and that bhavana, that feeling, that attitude where I don't have to guard myself. I'm not afraid of you. I'm not worried that you're going to take something from me that I don't want to give you. As we are in every other relationship. Oh my God, she's going to get something extra. No, Sadhana. We, we just open ourselves with the soul bursting with love. We open our hearts. I think that's what it's about. Suddenly I'm not defensive. I've got the Kvatsch on. I know I've got a suit of armor. She can't permeate my armor unless I want her to. And all she's shooting at me is arrows of love. She's got Cupid shooting off those arrows. Come, Dave. She says, hey, be a lover. Be a lover, Swami. Okay. I'll try. I surrender. You can't steal anything from me. You can't rip me off. You can't take anything that... I don't want to give you. I offer myself in equilibrium. I think that's the process and that's what you feel about, like when you get there.
1: Question from Vish and Napa. Namaste Vish. Namaste Swamiji. To increase our faith, please tell us how your guru took away your darkness.
0: I went into the forest with my guru and I said to him, what shall I take with me? And he said, nothing. And I said, well, what do you mean, nothing? <laughs> I mean, don't I need an American, American Express card or don't I need uh, something? No, nobody takes American Express when you're in the, in the forest of the Himalayas. You don't need anything. Just take your faith in God. And I really had a hard time with that. (laughs) So I got my courage together, and we sort of, we kind of negotiated, and we reconciled to my taking a toothbrush and a, a, a pen and a diary. That was a hard negotiation. I said, Guruji, there are just certain things that you're going to say to me. I want to write them down. And he said, okay. I said, I have a habit of brushing my teeth in the morning. He said, okay. You can take a toothbrush, but no toothpaste. You can take a toothbrush. We'll use the ashes from the fire. Uh, (laughs) All right, Guruji. So we went into the forest and I said, oh, great. Guruji, let's talk about Vedas and Vedanta and I want to learn Sanskrit and I want to learn, the, I want to learn all about all the stuff that I'm interested in. And he said, well, stop! First, learn how to build a fire. And I said, well, why do I need a fire? He said, because night is coming and it's going to be dark and it's going to be cold and we're going to want to eat something and you'll be very happy to have a fire. And then when we have a fire, we have some food, and we, we're comfortably composed, and we've created the environment and the circumstances conducive to learning. <laughs> then we'll start talking about Vedanta, and Sanskrit. I said, well, Guruji, I, I, you know, I, I'm not really a fireman. I, I grew up in a society where you turn on the switch and the fire comes. So then he took me off with him, and we got a pine cone and we got some chilka and we got a mixture of different woods and different sizes of woods and we got kindling and we got various kinds of wood and then we built a fire and first i had to learn how to build a fire and how to cook food and what i could eat and where i could sleep and how do i live before i could learn the secrets of Vedanta, and all the philosophy that I had come to learn. I understood that I had to learn a way of life, not just a few facts of knowledge that I could write down in my diary. So he, he changed that first night. He changed my total orientation to the learning process because I thought I was going for an education to memorize facts and to write down principles, and to write down philosophical statements and aphorisms. And it turned out I went with him to learn a way of life. How do you live in harmony with nature, in harmony with guru, and make yourself without an opinion? I don't know anything. I couldn't build a fire. Let alone, I didn't know how to clean the ground so I could sleep on it. I didn't know what berries I could eat, what different foods I could eat, what I, how to eat, how to sleep. How, what, what was I going to do with all those books of notes and aphorisms and great statements and that, that the guru has told me? So, it was a big step for me to learn that I shouldn't have an opinion that I needed to learn everything from the first letter of the alphabet from the first day of my education and when I came to that realization my life became very, very simple Bish, actually when I started learning Sanskrit I only had one letter all in my vocabulary. And then I had two letters. Oh, ah. Uh. <laughs> and then I had three. ee, E. <laughs> and it went on and grew and grew and grew. And then I could pronounce a word. And then I thought, wow, I've got a word. And my thoughts were so subtle and so simple, and the ways that I could express them were so limited that my thoughts became very limited, and after a while, all we did was study scripture and study Sanskrit in the usage of scripture, and that's all we could talk about. And those were only the the words I learned. I couldn't go to the bazaar in Sanskrit. No, I couldn't speak the words, "How how much is this, mister? And how do you pay for that? How much is this? And I want some wheat flour and some oil and some salt. I didn't even have those words. So then my thinking just became about God, about scripture, about meditation, about, about yoga, about the love for the Guru. And those were the only words I learned. My, those were the only thoughts that I thought because I kept thinking in words. And it became very, very subtle, very, very organized for me. It was a natural evolution into just being able to think about scripture. So much so that in the nighttime when I was in Swatna, I dreamed, I chanted the Chandi. And I woke up in the morning and I was so empowered and so revitalized and so refreshed and emp- energized that I got up from the bed and I made Purnahuti and said, Okay, the Yajna is complete for the night. Now I'm ready to start the day. Right, you're
2: lucky. But how these people will do there in the day living in some jungle? How do you us from the
0: jungle? As much time as they spend in this bhavana, as much time as they spend in this attitude, as much time as they continue to remember what it were the instructions of the Guru and why did she tell me to do it this way. So much time they will extricate themselves from the bonds of samsara. So much more they will earn the privilege to come closer and closer into the bhavana of learning Sanskrit and living in the temple and living in the life.
2: For most of the time they are wasting time.
0: Absolutely. I'm sorry, that's that's not the issue though. M- much time is wasted. But much, God, too God, much time.
2: God gave 24 hours. Yes, Mother. If we do divided, you know, eight hours, eight hours, eight or, you know, divided our life in a yearly progress.
0: Absolutely. You are the first inventor of the 25-hour day. Srima, your efficiency allows you to accomplish 25 hours of work in a 24-hour period. Now, if even we could learn to even accomplish eight hours a day of work in a 24-hour period, we would be benefited. But most of us are accomplishing one hour or two hours of effective work. And sometimes we grow to three hours or four hours, and gee, that sponge is heavy. And that broom is the most important tool that I've used all day. But if we got the energy and we got the inspiration, we got the vitality and we got the, the, the encouragement to pick up the, the, the responsibilities of life and get them out of the way efficiently and quickly and expeditiously, we could all the more quickly come to our spiritual center. No question.
2: We have to keep us at
0: one. Wow. Yes, Mother, waste not, want not. Turn off the lights when you leave the room. Waste not, want not. If you leave the lights on when you're not there, you're paying the bill. Now, if you pay the bill, that means you go to work. You go to work a little longer and stay there a little longer and bring home the bacon so that you can pay the bill when you're not in the room. That's wasting. You're not only wasting your energy or the energy of the light bulb or the energy, you got to replace the light bulb all the sooner, you got to replace. You got to pay the bill, you got to work for the money, you got to do things you don't want to do just because of your negligence. Waste not, want not. Very, very nicely said, Srimad. Let's see one more question.
1: We have a question from Srini in Bangalore? Namaste, Srini Baba. While the ideal is constant remembrance, can Swamiji suggest intermediate steps to remember God and Guru throughout the day?
0: Yes! Thank you, Srini Baba. Namaste. Srini Baba, everything you do with regularity, put a mantra there. You walk through a door, Ongam Ganapatai Namaha. You turn on your car, only Ring Kling Chamundari And you do. And you do. <laughs> These are techniques that you are performing regularly, and you are only asking this question for the benefit of all of humanity. And we realize this the Guru Gita is presented by Srini Baba <laughs> for the benefit of all civilization. Every time you eat something, say a prayer. Every time you light the stove, say a mantra. Every time you turn on the light, every time you light a candle, every time you, whatever you do, do for God so much as you possibly can. You take one step out to, out of the house towards your class, Om Sam Saraswati Namaha, you say, Oh! You begin the class, Om San Saraswati. You end the class, Om San Saraswati. You, you open your book, Om San Saraswati. Pretty soon you've got God on your tongue all day long. You've got a remembrance all the time, Srinivaba. And these are techniques that you can use in order to remember. You turn on your computer. You turn on whatever you do with regularity, you do for God. These are ways that you can remember. And I know you are aware, but I appreciate your asking the question because that reminds all of us that we can do it too. We could remember God. It's not just uh, about putting up pictures around our house or not putting on the external appearances of I'm a devotee. It's about really walking the walk and talking the talk and living the relationship with God. Isn't it, Srima? Yeah. So every time you do all the things that you do, think about which God, which form of God, Devaya yeah. which form of divinity should be celebrated through this action. Whose mantra is appropriate when I begin this this discussion with this class, with this uh, uh, this discussion of any kind with every action i'm cooking the food which which god shall i pray to Annapurna? should i pray to shiva shall i pray to the Agni who's going to purify the food shall i which god or goddess is appropriate to be celebrated through this action those will be the questions that we want to ask and then we'll use the mantras to bring us to our state a state of remembrance Everything we do, everything we do with regularity, then you get the creative inspiration to think of the special deities to be celebrated in the special circumstances of life. So, in addition to putting puja, jap, tap, meditation. All the different forms of worship. All the different forms of karma yoga. Then you put mantras. Chant the Gayatri mantra when you do yoga. Chant the, the Gayatri mantra, or the trambakam mantra when you do dishes. Chant, chant while you sweep the floor. Chant while you walk around the property. Chant while you're doing the exercise. Chant when you... Keep the mantra going
2: as a way of life.
0: So beautiful.
2: You wake up early in the morning, think about I'm waking up from Vishnu's lab. Uh. I'm waking up the creation we are creating. See your hand. This from this hand I'm going to work. Please accept that. Your eyes I'm looking everything. From your eyes I'm looking everything. From your mouth, you speak, everything. You surrender in the early in the morning. After you go to shower with the mantra, Gangee, Chojamnaajeeva, all Shri shower, you are taking, you are purifying. After that, you are wearing cloth with the mantra. Yeah.
0: Yes, oh, and, and ornaments, and, and your so, your, yeah. your your mala, <laughs> and <laughs> your, <laughs> and <laughs> your <laughs> rudraksha, and whatever you put on your face <laughs> and you put on your body.
2: But just do you one day and feel, you will feel. I am with the God. I am.
0: Wow. I am the deity I have been worshipping. Yeah.
2: It just feels so good, you know. And I never put staff on art without bowing down to art, mother. I bow down early in the morning to art and mother, after this I'm walking on your you know, body, please take care. Every moment, surrender, so. This creation was so beautiful, around. You know, so beautiful and believe mother, our mother teaching us so many ways, so many beautiful way to learn. If we respect to our mother, you get the fruit right away.
0: Right away.
2: Yeah. Right away. It is very simple. Very simple.
0: Om Samsar Namaha Namaste